Hello, good morning. It's been a few days since I've uploaded anything. Something weird has been going on. But, um, but first up, I've been trying out a new platform, a new podcasting platform. I think it's owned by Spotify. But it's it's not it isn't Spotify, if you know what I mean. It's a separate platform but it links into it. It's called Anchor. I think it's anchor.fm. But the app is really good. It's uh, you can record directly into it, you can do you can do your thumbnails and your descriptions and your podcast title all within one app what I'm having to do at the minute is using the Apple, the iOS recorder, audio recorder and then upload it to SoundCloud and then put in all the information and sometimes like like recently I've not been uploading things straight away so a lot of the tracks are not going to have descriptions not going to have as lengthy a description as normal I tend to tend to try and put a lot of thought into into the descriptions so you know exactly what to expect and maybe a few other pieces of information that have come up. So Anchor looks like it's it's a good app. So at least I can use that for recording. I can get all the information in there. And then I can upload it straight away. So I've been testing that out with some... Some content that... Some content I've already spoken about. Spoken about. But it's more the... Uh, it's more like a concise version. So where I spoke about it, and it's been more of a thought process. This is where I'm speaking about it with more... Um, it's more embodied I guess because I've spoken about it in other discussions and expanded upon it so it's become something that is more something I can speak about easier so that's what so that's what I've started to do I'm just going to try it out. I'm going to try it out with basically information that's already on here, content that's already on here, but it's in a more concise format. It's definitive, just to the point. Whereas the things I'm talking about on here are not definitive yet. It's more fresh or just like exploration of new ideas so anyway speaking about that it's been a full moon for what three days or something now and for the last two nights I've been woken up I don't know by what or by even how it is literally like 
I can't really explain it. I'm just awake. There's no dream or anything. There's no... No movement. I'm just awake. And then that's it for about six hours. And it's been around about the same time. It was... 18 minutes past midnight the first time that was when I checked the time anyway and then last night it was after 1am that was when I actually got up to check the time but I'd been awake before that so I'm going to assume it was around the same time but it's really difficult like the past two nights I've been trying to breathe in, meditate in um, just anything to to alter state in order to like calm my mind because it is just like going 100 miles an hour and it's it's all stuff that is not it's not like it's my problems I'm worrying about it's other people's problems like about my family the things that people in my family have done I'm, I'm worrying about that and I don't know why I don't know why it's very difficult it's it's not something I've experienced before but then again, I've not experienced what has happened this year before. It's very unique. And on both nights, when I've looked out the window, the full, full moon has been right, right there, like right down on me. And it's in Uri's. And my, my north node is in Aries and I'm currently having it's my nodal return this year. Which started in around uh, March or April. And that's when all this stuff happened, started to happen in my life. Around the nodal return. So now the moon is full moon in Aries. I'm wondering if reflective it's reflective of something because that's all the moon is it's a reflector it is cold it's not emitting any of its own own light and Whilst I was lying awake last night, start to think about temperature and how you put things in a fridge and how you can keep apples and other fruits in the fridge for longer than if you have them outside of the fridge. And that's because the, the cold 
preserves it, preserves the fruit. Makes it last longer. And what preserve really means is to slow decay, to slow down the rate of decay. Because if you left it up, it would just be subject to subject to the normal rate of decay or increased depending on the conditions outside obviously if it's colder outside of the fridge then no different it's going to be still preserved right but if it's warmer then the rate of decay, rate of decay is going to increase So that tells you something about the conditions of the sun and the moon. That expression of, of temperature and preservation and decay, some, someone discovered that, or rather someone rediscovered it. And they they figured that if they express these temperatures in a certain way, if they could maintain these conditions, they could make certain foods last longer than if they were exposed to a varying, uh, an environment that is very, uh, an environment that has got variation a variable temperature now the weird thing is in order for the fruit to grow it needs both it needs the heat so so you could say that heat also increases the rate of growth because it's increasing the rate of decay, it has to be increasing the rate of growth until it reaches that point in which it can no longer grow anymore or it becomes a fruit. It flowers, it becomes a fruit, which bursts seed, which is the division. It's the subdivision of the plant. Because if it was, if it continued to be in those conditions, if it continued to be in just extreme heat all the time, and it's not adapted, or it can't adapt, it's gonna die off. But maybe it's gonna grow back in the springtime. which is typically when things are rebuilt, reborn or born or rebirthed or transformed.
So, so whilst the sun can help something grow, really it's, it's leading something to death, to death or to decay. And because of the climate, because of the places in which like certain fruits or trees or plants grow, they adapt to the cycle, right? So they, they bloom around, or they, they grow around springtime and then bloom, I guess, anywhere between the summer solstice and the equinox or maybe even just after the equinox we've still got we've still got apples on some of the trees so it's a bit weird but most of the looks like most of the berries have died off already so it's all it's all transformation it's all transmutation things going from one state to another so as things are growing and growing and growing nature has got cues in which in which it expresses when things will grow when things will fruit when things will stop and when things will die off because that's how we know when to plant things and when to harvest them right And some things take a long time to grow. They take a long time to to bed in before they can transmute. So like if you planted an apple tree, if you planted it from seed, it's gonna take years for it to, to bear fruit. It's not gonna grow within one cycle, within one cycle of the seasons. It could take three or four or longer until it gets to the point where it's grown it's had enough heat that it's going to produce fruit and isn't that similar to animals and humans we don't bear fruit from birth it takes some years before before that right and I don't know what I don't know what that I don't know what that process is what that transmutation is because we're not We're not like trees or plants, right? We just uh, I mean it, it takes eighteen years or six sixteen to eighteen years for humans to be told it's okay for them to bear fruit. subdivide 
but that's because um, because had enough heat or not had enough heat oh man it's a joke <laughs> sorry the road was uh, <laughs> the road was quiet and then I got to one of the crossings and then it just all of a sudden got really busy so I can cross It's almost like you know that stuff's happening, right? Like you know that stuff is going to happen. So it's almost like, are you willing it? Are you wanting to observe that? I find it really difficult recently just to get out of that mindset of thinking about the shit that you don't want. It's almost like you're seeing it. You're seeing it as a possibility and you're focusing on that rather than focusing on what you want. But I even find it like, it's mindless, it's useless stuff, it's not, um, it's not stuff, it's not stuff that is gonna serve you, it's not stuff that is gonna, it's not, it's not, it's not something, <laughs> it's not normal. It's not like you get to a cross and then you're like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to cross. It's like, why, why would you think that? Why would you make that situation? I'm wondering if it's something to do with the way we're... The way in which we're wired for negativity. To look for it or to want it or... To hear it or to fear it. To be angry at it wondering if it's something to do with that but recently it's been more um, catch me off guard I'm like normally quite good normally quite good at catching things like that and not letting it become something Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on recently. But there has been... has been a lot of... A lot of weird stuff going on. It's not really weird. It's just... Patterns of... Patterns of things. But anyway, that... That could be due to the imbalance the there's now an instability right when the sun moves to the equinox the autumnal equinox every day that passes after that people are getting less and less heat they're getting more cold which means they're becoming more imbalanced becoming more unstable and just like everything else right everything else is adapting in order to preserve some of the plants will leave, lose the leaves some of the trees will lose the leaves in order to preserve what they need to survive until springtime 
but that's just based on what they know now, right? It's just based on what what they have available now. If something changes over winter, something rapidly changes, it's typically not something you can adapt to in the moment. And it wouldn't make sense for it wouldn't make sense for a tree or a plant or for soil to stockpile or uh, stack up resources that it doesn't need. It would more likely keep what it knows it needs. And if something changes, then something changes, right? I guess that is unlikely and otherwise nature would be stockpiling everything right all the resources from the soil would be gone and the trees wouldn't die off or the, the leaves on the trees but it's got to be a similar process in humans people think that we get ill or they think that illness or symptoms of Symptom, the things that the body does at certain times of the year which are called illnesses or symptoms of illnesses they say that they are caught or spread between people you, that, that's one way to look at it if you have a class full of kids in your school and they're all sneezing and coughing you could say oh well they caught it from that that kid over there that was the first one that sneezed and coughed but it's also possible to say that each of the bodies are producing those symptoms what is the mechanism that is causing all of the bodies to do the same thing So to say that they're transmitting something, transmitting what? What is the what is the thing that is signalling the body to do something? What is signalling the body to to produce those symptoms? What is signalling the trees and the plants? and the flowers to die off what is signalling the animals to migrate or signalling them to go and nest somewhere it's not the same thing is it or is it I think what we're taught is that all those things are unrelated there's no correlation between the movement of the sun and the movement of life the adaptation of life if you imagine it the equinox is the balancing point that's the that's the point at which you move between the two extremes you either go to extreme heat or to extreme cold and the degree at which 
that happens depends on where you are located where you're located on the in the path of the sun because at each of the extremes the path of the sun is going to be different which is why you get more heat or less heat the closer you are to the middle the, the the path of the sun is pretty much the same doesn't change it's equal you may get warmer days but colder nights for example Whereas if you're at the extreme where you've got less sun or the sun is further away or perceived to be further away, it is cold during the day and colder during the night. <laughs> Typically anyway, if it's a clear sky, typically cools down a lot more. And people don't realize that when the trees and the plants are changing, when they're going through this, this period of uh, adaptation, which I can see is happening, it's more prevalent this week than it was last week. There's quite a few more trees have got no leaves at all. A lot more trees are turning orange, yellow and red. But what people don't realize is that when the tree does that when when it sheds its leaves when it's uh, essentially going into a type of hibernation it's got no need for photosynthesis it's got no need for the, the processes that take in things like carbon carbon dioxide which is what they use as a fuel as a catalyst and then from that they create oxygen which is why you see a disparity in the amount of oxygen and carbon dioxide throughout the year there's more oxygen during the summertime because the trees are the trees are active they're actively performing for the synthesis which is happening for as long as the sun is up which is why trees which is why trees and plants they try to get closer to the sun it's especially true if you've got small saplings like I've noticed a lot of saplings around here they're all twisted and contorted they're all angled trying to it looks to me like they're trying to get into the uh, into sunlight So, I mean, understanding something as basic as that, something as basic that you can observe, you can go and you can look at, I'm looking at the trees right now and they've lost the leaves, 
losing the leaves, changing colour. And we, we can observe this throughout the year. Now granted, we can't observe the processes, the chemical processes occurring within the trees or the leaves or the plants. But if humans and people just stopped trying to interfere with nature, interfering with the process of adaptation, there'd be far less confusion. There'd be far less perceived problems or ideas. So to say, if, if somebody wanted to tell you that, hey, you know, it feels really hot today, the sun is, you know, really scorching hot, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be hot like this forever. If you knew nothing about nature, if you knew, if you observed nothing in nature, you may, you may be somewhat inclined to agree with them. You may be more inclined to buy into a belief or an idea like that. But if you knew anything about nature, if you knew anything about adaptation and balance, which we can see, we can see throughout the year. Just look at March, the spring equinox, June, the summer solstice, the autumnal equinox, which we just had, and then the winter solstice. Just look at the Look at the differences between those. And it, it kind of tells you what is, what is happening. The winter solstice tends to be very cold. It, seems, it tends to be very cold around that time. The summer solstice, it tends to be very warm around that time. That's the beginning of summer. The winter solstice is the beginning of winter. The autumnal equinox is the fall. It's the beginning of the fall. It's the beginning of autumn. Spring equinox is the beginning of spring. Spring, fall. Those two words have energy in them. Spring is active, right? Everything's springing to life. Fall, everything is falling. Falling from life, falling to something. So if you understand that things are constantly adapting throughout the year, things are constantly adapting all the time. So to say that it's always going to be one extreme, it's always going to be so hot, like it's going to be really hot like it is right now or it's going to be really cold all the time like it is right now. It's, it's not possible. Because it doesn't fit within the model of everything around you. That everything is seeking balance. Everything is seeking to adapt constantly. You are, nature is, 
everyone else's whether they realise it or not so nothing nothing stays in the extremes forever can't it can't there has to be a balancing effect If something gets completely scorched and there's no there's no balance there is no balance anymore and this this system this, this place that we live would not exist anymore it could not exist without balance so anyone that's trying to convince you that or anyone that's got ideas or beliefs that one extreme could kind of outdo another it's wrong you can try and manipulate it you can try and make it you can try and make extreme weather in one place but ultimately it's not going to remain like that there's always going to be a constant seeking for to balance it out to adapt now there may be periods when the weather does get colder or the weather does get warmer but it's going to be it still has to be equalised it still has to there has to be an adaptation there has to be balance and to a degree if you look at it well it's not it's not so easy to observe like multiple places at the same time because you can only be in one place at one time right but if you could observe multiple places you'd see that Sorry about that, I was just going across the road. If you could observe multiple places at the same time, it might be easier to see balance. But if you consider, I guess the most uh, prominent example is when it's, when it's summer. When it's summer in Europe and in North America, It's winter in Australia. And South Africa and South America, right? So it's colder and it's warmer in the north. So that's showing you that there is balance. 
the weather is hot weather, there is cold weather. So, if you imagine there is, what was that, that hurricane that recently went through, Hurricane Ian. Now apparently it took up a lot of water from, was it the Gulf of Mexico? Around the, around the bay, around that way. Well, apparently this is not, uh, it's not uncommon. It happens with some hurricanes. They take up, take up a lot of moisture. And so that's gonna, that's gonna displace things to a degree, right? Because you're gonna have that moisture that's taken up and dumped. dumped over a particular region so you're going to have excessive rainfall and then what's going to happen what's going to happen maybe thousands of miles away because you've displaced that water is it going to mean it's going to affect the water flow going to be floods or there's going to be a drought this is this is probably what you would the closest thing that you could relate to what they call the butterfly effect when you change one thing or one thing happens in one place and the opposite or an equal but opposite reaction happens in another place it's like the flapping of the butterfly's wings causes a hurricane it's not that extreme. Although that is that is the that is what they're telling you. Right? That a butterfly flapping its wings, which is only a small little thing, could trigger a hurricane. But if you consider the number of butterflies, the number of birds, that would just be chaotic so there has to be some semblance of order or a semblance of adaptation one butterfly flapping its wings is not going to disrupt the system if you had bird migrations, I mean they, they must have some effect, right? Because that happens all pretty much at the same time birds migrate to, to different regions but I mean I think that's another that's another topic for discussion it's uh, something completely I think that's something completely thought-based, like... It, it is essentially just a, an expression of balance to say that... to say that one thing affects the other. Wait, in a balanced system, right, you could... you could say that.
so just a recap for my for my information so you've got the hot and the cold preservation and decay or increasing or decreasing the rate of decay and then you've got the system of balance the cycles the patterns are expressive that express everything is adapting to changing conditions and there's got to be there's some mechanism behind that whether it's whether it is literally just changing conditions that triggers uh, an adaptation reaction so like if it's been cold for a few weeks then maybe that's when the trees start to shed as opposed to it being some sort of trigger, external trigger it's more of a the conditions are changing away from being balanced which is what you would get around the equinox you get balance but then it's going to move quickly to be unstable to be unbalanced and so that's when that's when things really change right people change nature changes okay so I guess that is it for now catch you later